Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Friendshipping is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast. Simplecast makes podcasting easy, affordable, and downright friendly. Use the promo code CHICAGO to get 50% off your first three months. I, I want to actually add something onto that. Yeah, lay it on us. Simplecast has been very easy to use because, like, I'm a dumbass. And, well, All right, easy. But you know what I mean. Like, I start, we started this podcast and I didn't know what, the, what I was doing. And it was simple. It was simple. The word simple's in the title. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is, is Friendship Big! <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, crazy. I have had coffee. What's the theme this week? I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. I'm proud of you, too. And your bangs. Thank you. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Hello, Trin. Hello, Jan. How are you? Where did that accent come from? I don't know. I told you. I'm so I'm so loopy. I had brunch with my goddaughter and my mom this morning. And you know when you wait too long to have coffee and then you have the coffee and the coffee is very. uh, And so I'm still drinking coffee. I was wondering where you got that. That little horchata thing. She gave me some. It's real good. It is. It's It's good. It's like half cold brew and half horchata, which is like the best idea I've ever heard of in my life. So, Jen, my brother has a fake girlfriend. Excuse me? Yes. Uh, What? (laughs) I just. uh, Oh, no. What do you mean by fake? So Uh, it's not what you're expecting. So it's not like a George Glass Brady Bunch situation. I was picturing. No, I'm not going to say what I was picturing. It's inappropriate. Let's continue. It's not like he's got like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend in Canada goes to a different school. She goes to a different school. Yeah. No, it's not. Okay, so let me tell you the story. Because honestly, I think this was one of the best examples of like pure friendship that I've seen. Aww. I know. it's It actually is pretty Should cute. Pre- so my brother came over this weekend and uh, he was like, I think it's time to tell you about, I've been pretending to have a girlfriend at work for eight months now. Oh my God. I know what? that is. Eight what? M- Uh-oh. <laughs> eight months <laughs> is so much longer than... A month. Yeah, or like a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's held up the falseitude that he's had a girlfriend that he works with. So they both work in the same place. Okay. Uh, they work in a warehouse together. So she's not made up. She's a physical person. She's a person. real person who is also pretending that he is her boyfriend. So they're consenting to being fake boyfriend and girlfriend. Exactly. So here's what's going on. Oh, my so God. I don't actually know her name. Um, I'm going to call her Amanda. Okay. Okay. Amanda. So, Amanda. Oh, God. Fake so, girl, fake name. <laughs> she's a real girl with a fake name named Amanda. And she has been, she's been living alone in an apartment for like a long time, like enjoying her life, whatever. So a friend of hers, older friend, uh, so she's in her 30s. This friend's in her like 50s or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, the older friend was like, hey, my son has a house in Seattle and there's another branch of our warehouse out there. So uh, he's going to move and he's going to keep owning his house in Seattle. So he's looking for somebody to live there for like a year while he goes away for work. Make sense? So, yes. I think, I, I think I'm following. Yes. So uh, so she, the friend says to Amanda, like, hey, um, you know, I'm between leases right now. So if I could crash with you for a couple months, then we'll go off to Seattle. So woman in her 50s is moving in with Amanda. Yes. She's Got moving it. in with Amanda in anticipation that the two of them will eventually move to Seattle in her son's house. Got it. Got it. Got it. Great. So she's a bad roommate. Amanda she, is? No, the older woman. Got it. She's unclean, 
in many respects. Yes. I saw a picture of the room's walls that she was in. Apparently, she smokes $500 of weed every month. Whoa! I know. Share some with us. So much. That's so she's much. She's like the Robin Hood of weed, but she's not sharing it. Like, I don't even know how you get $500 of weed in the Chicagoland area. So she smokes so much weed that her walls are, like, blackened at the top with the smoke. That's crazy. I know. So after a couple months of this, Amanda, like, can't fucking take it. And she's, like, complaining to my brother about it, complaining to my brother about it. And it's sounding more and more like the house in Seattle either is falling through or maybe it was a ruse. Oh, gosh. A ruse for her to move into this spare room, you know? There Um, is no house in Seattle. (laughs) This is not my beautiful wife. This is not my Amanda. Okay, keep going. No, it's funny. It's just, like, I, I actually... You know, I'm you know two people removed from this, so I don't know the veracity of the Seattle house, but I do know that she overstayed her welcome by a couple of months. 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 Uh, so my brother is like, you know what you should do is tell her somebody else is moving in. And Amanda's like, well, that would be so mean. And like, she's older and all this stuff. And Gus is like, you could tell her I'm moving in. I don't care. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I know where this is going. I love it. So and so she's like, well, why would you move in with me? He's like, how about this? So tell everybody we're dating. And then if a few months down the road, she's still in your house and you can't get rid of her, then it would make sense that I would move in with you. Oh, my God. I know. So this got rom-com Matthew McConaughey, Kate Hudson written all over it. It's honestly, I'm surprised that he kept up this ruse for eight months. Yeah. So it's worked. So it's worked. So yeah. So so uh, they were fake dating for a few months. And at this point, um, Amanda has been living with this older woman for six months. And she's like, okay, okay, Gus, it's time. It's time for you to move in. For you to move in, To fake move in. Oh my God. So the reason why this story came up at all to me, Gus telling me this, is because so I'm moving in a couple months and my parents kindly told me that I can store some of my winter stuff in their house before I move. And my brother was like, oh, I'll pick up your stuff for you. I'll take your boxes to our parents' house. No big deal. Oh, and where did he take the boxes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That w- he brought, he did not bring them to my parents' house. He brought them to Amanda's apartment. So <laughs> pretending that was his stuff. Yes. Like pretending like he was moving in. Damn, that's commitment to the bit. I know. Like over the course of like two months, he's been slowly moving <laughs> in my belongings into Amanda's apartment in the hopes of keeping up the ruse that he is in a romantic relationship with Amanda, despite the fact that he doesn't go visit her. Oh, wow. Which is incredible yeah, to me. Yeah, that's amazing. Does, I know. Does the, does the f- woman in her 50s just assume that Amanda and Gus, like, take uh, take things? I've th- They're staying at Cerberus? I don't. I have no idea. Yeah. This component of the story is very unclear to me. Yeah. What is clear is that all of my stuff is in some woman's house that I don't know. <laughs> Without your permission. Yeah. So he's like, so he, I guess he's You're taking, involved now. It's I'm invested, yeah. you know, in several levels. Oh so now God. my brother is going over to her place this weekend because the, the woman moved out on the first of this month. So he's going over to pick up all So it worked. Stuff. It did. It worked. It worked That's great. brilliant and scary. Also, so people will be coming up to him and being like, so how's, how's things? And he's like, everything's normal. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, and like, be like, you're moving in with Amanda. Yeah, it looks so cute. Blah, blah. And he'll be like, shut up. We're adults. It doesn't matter or whatever. So he'll just, he'll shut it down like that. Yeah. Oh, and here's my favorite part is they don't have an end game planned. Oh, so they have, oh, so they're still fake dating at work. They are literally still fake dating because if they broke up, 
That would be, then maybe the woman would move back in. Like, who knows? So Amanda probably needs to be less of a pushover. Yeah, Amanda's got some things to work through. But in the meantime, Gus has got some creative solutions. (laughs) My brother also has some things to work through. (laughs) So because, like, really think about it. What kind of headspace do you have to be in that your friend at work says, I've got a lady living with me that I hate. And he says, let's pretend we're together. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like it. Like, it's so creative. But, like, what about all the literal heavy lifting he had to do? (laughs) But, like, what about, like, when her birthday comes up and people would be like, oh, when are you getting Amanda for her birthday? And he'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why would I get Amanda? Oh, my girlfriend. Oh, that Amanda. My long-term live-in girlfriend. That's what he (laughs) – oh, my long-term girlfriend Amanda. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. (laughs) It's 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 wild. It's genius. And your belongings – it's have, my stuff. Have a new house to live in. They do. Which is so cool. So she just, I, I'm glad that she didn't look too close because like the stuff that I was moving into my parents' house was all like cat stuff and like yeah. my winter coats. Yeah. And yeah. It's, Gus got all these purple coats. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> this is a nice pea coat. This is a woman's pea coat, Gus. So what's that about? And he'll huh. be like, you know what? It's my, it's the flavor I like. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Back off. That is a good answer. Right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So that's my story. How are you? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> Have you been in pretending and you're in any relationships lately? I have not. You know, sometimes you crush the week and sometimes the week crushes you. Yeah. The week's been crushing me. What the fuck? But I I had a really good idea last night. What? It's for you and I. And ready? Okay. Every time we talk about our plants on the show, guess what it's going to be called? What? Fern shipping. No! (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, I've been a bit of a rut, but my creative juices are obviously flowing and my brain's in tip-top shape. Or if we're talking about baby plants, frond shipping. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't even get through my own joke without laughing. I hope Molly Lewis is listening to this. Molly. Molly. Molly, we're going to hire you to write another song. And it's either called frond shipping. What was the other one? Fern shipping. Fern shipping. Yeah. It's up to you, Molly. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. We'll give you 50 bucks for it. Oh, my God. I'm totally going to email her after this. We might have to do that. Yeah. Because as you know, my mother has been trying to buy my love with plants. That seems like a good tactic. Your family is pretty smart. (laughs) (laughs) They're so underhanded is the thing. (laughs) It's just like, why not just say like, oh, I love you and I accept you the way you are instead of like, here are three plants that I know you wanted. that's not how we do it in the Midwest. That's not. We don't. We we don't. We do not do that. Indirect. Yep. Passive aggressive. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Should we do advice? Real quick. Okay. Since we brought it up. Yeah. How are your plants? Oh, all my ferns and fronds. <laughs> my close personal fronds. <laughs> They're good fronds, Bront. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, my garden is flourishing. Wow. <laughs> what a beautiful verb to I use. Know. Flourishing. They're doing great. I planted my cucumbers and tomatoes, my cukes and tomatoes this year. No vegetables to share yet, but I'm hopeful. Yeah. Right, by August, uh, maybe I'll have one tomato. <laughs> but, like, don't they... they... The tomatoes bloom. They need their in time. July. They need their time. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. A, they're yeah. A hot food. Yeah, they are a hot food. Hot, hot. Yeah. Well, my plants are also good. The end. Wow, that was surprisingly concise. Well, so okay, here's the truth. <laughs> I am overwhelmed with the number of plants I have right now. I am way too excited about cutting my plants up and giving them to my friends. So I love it. <laughs> I've only bought like seriously like maybe four or five plants. But I have 16 plants now. Wow. So, like, the problem is that, like, I, I thought they root faster than they do. 
So I have plants in my shower. I've got plants on my windowsill. I built two plant shelves for plants. Like, I don't know what to, to do right now. I'm proud of how I've been handling my fronds, Jen. And I'm proud of you for being proud of yourself. Jen. And I'm proud of us for how we're transitioning into this episode about being proud of our friends. Should I read the first question? I think you should. Okay. What's a good way to show or tell your friends you're proud of them? Maybe it's just me, but the words, I'm proud of you, seem a little patronizing and parent-like, especially because I have a number of friends who are a few years younger than me. For example, I've been out of college for several years, and a younger friend of mine just finished his associate's degree and is transferring in the fall for his bachelor's. I'm really proud of him for the accomplishment, but telling him that seems odd, as if he's somehow done right by me or reached a level of achievement that I approve of, like I'm making it about me and my expectations for him, which is not how I feel at all. Am I just reading too much into the words here, or are there better ways to praise and celebrate my friend's accomplishments, pronouns she, her? First of all, the whole proud dialogue has been a big deal for a little while on the internet, I've, I feel like. I've seen it come up on my Twitter in discussions here and there about saying that you're proud of someone can be a little demeaning. I mean... It's not... I mean, I get it. Like, I do get it. I can definitely see how saying I'm proud of you can feel patronizing because it kind of feels like you're saying I'm a grown up and I approve of what you've done. But I just try really hard not to take it that way because I know that's not what my friends mean. Like, it's really interchangeable with I admire you. Yeah, I totally agree. What is can you can you go to Merriam Webster? What's the de actual definition of proud? Because like here's the thing, what I tend to say is I try to never reject something positive somebody says about me unless it's like weird. Unless it's fishy. Unless right. it's like mm, you want something out of this. Right. I, exactly, man. That's a really good point, Trin. Like if if someone's giving you a compliment and it's sincere, just take it. Yeah. Like, if some rando is like, I'm so proud of you, I think that's maybe a little different. Yeah. I, I feel like your friends probably know you well enough to know that you are not trying to take partial credit or something. Yeah, like, you know how you you never remember the compliments, but you remember every weird or insulting thing oh, anyone's yeah, ever said to you? Yeah. yeah. One time on the internet, a guy I don't know called me good girl. Gross. Gross. That's a little... I know. And, like, it was, it was great because all my friends piled on and were like, what the fuck are you saying good girl to her for? <sighs> and he meant it as a compliment, but it was like, no, that's weird. Anyway, so the definition of proud is weirder than I thought. Oh. It says feeling deep pleasure Oof. or satisfaction as a mm. result of one's own achievements, qualities, or possessions, or those of someone with whom one is closely associated. Oh, so, I mean, it sounds oddly sexual, but at the yeah. same time, it's just like, I feel joy on your behalf. Yeah, yeah, that's cute. I like that way better than I feel deep pleasure on your back. <laughs> and that's the very definition of the word congratulations is that I feel joy for you. I love that. Yeah, yeah, beautiful? yeah, I love that. I mean, you can just say that. Like, I am overjoyed with how well you've been doing. That's amazing. Like, yeah. great work yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean, I like that this asker is examining language and how we use it. Oh, yeah, it's a thousand good, percent. It's a good instinct. And I also like that you're being sensitive to the position you're in and how maybe some of your words could come off. I think that's a good instinct, too. But when in doubt, just rephrase it. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, I admire what you've been accomplishing. Yeah. Or, or like, amazing job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, it brings me joy to see you do so well. Yeah. And it's not like you're saying, good for you for finally getting your shit together, you no. moron. <laughs> That's not what I'm proud of you means. Again, I understand why people may feel that way. And I think that if you're uncomfortable with saying it, definitely change your language. But I also think that there should be a little bit of leeway for when it's said to you. Try to take it the, the other way. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Try to give your friends benefit of the doubt. Yeah. 
Yeah. If you're going to give anyone the benefit of the doubt, wouldn't it be your friends? And I would say if the only evidence that you have for somebody being parental or patronizing to you is them saying, I'm so proud of you, then that's not a lot of evidence that they actually feel that way. Oh, that's good. You know? Evidence, yeah. Because a lot of this question is really about what they're thinking. You haven't given us any evidence that this person feels like they're being talked down to. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, ultimately, yeah, change your language if it makes you feel more comfortable. But if you could be more forgiving of people who do use the word proud, because you know that's not what they mean, you know? Yeah, they're not being fatherly. And if they are, then they would be fatherly in other ways. Yeah. Perhaps like the second question. Perhaps like the second question. Should we move on or You know, because I just I just I, I, feel like it's that's pretty, pretty... It's pretty simple. It's pretty cut and dry. I'm pretty into what we just said. Yeah. And I really, again, I really think that the asker is doing a great job. I completely freaking agree with you. I, I think that we should uh, analyze our language. But at the same time, I don't know that we need to expect everybody to analyze such a... It's a compliment. It's know? a compliment. I mean, surely there are other things to worry about. <laughs> If not, well, you know, you know, get on Twitter. You'll find some. <laughs> Again, Asker, you're doing great analyzing your language. But in conclusion, I think proud is actually fairly neutral. Yeah, I mean, I'm in I'm into that. The first question actually was, what's a good way to show or tell your friends you're proud of them? So let's pretend the rest of the question doesn't exist and just answer that. That sounds great. What are some good ways? Congratulations. Congratulations. I feel joy on your behalf. If you are able to afford a bottle of champagne or yeah. hot chocolate <laughs> a bottle of hot chocolate that might be nice you um, don't need to give gifts but you know i like to do that once in a while if there's a big achievement this one might surprise people but sometimes i go a little overboard and florid in my language when i'm telling people that they did a good job <laughs> i know your hair has been blown back by the thought that trin maybe comes on a little strongly with her feelings every now and again yeah i mean like once in a blue moon <laughs> <laughs> but I just it reminds me of um, my my buddy, Andy, that I, I talk about on the show quite a bit. Um, he I've been able to have the joy of seeing him grow from, you know, an intern writer into somebody who's had successful like book Kickstarters and stuff. Yeah. And it literally makes me well up in tears to think about what a amazing opportunity it has been. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry now to like just to see him grow. And, I'm like, going to cry. Jesus. <laughs> but like I know that he feels the same way back to me. We've both seen each other grow from like our insecure, um, unsure 20s. And now we're in our insecure, unsure, but, <laughs> but slightly more accomplished 30s. And like one of the I think something I said to him, I think I literally, literally said, like, I cannot express how much joy I feel knowing who you used to be and seeing who you are today. You have consistently done such amazing creative work. And, and I actually think I said, I'm so proud of you. But I think that giving it the context of why do you feel this way? You know? Oh, I love that. Like, I'm proud of you because of the beautiful art that you made. Or I'm proud of you to, I'm so happy that I was able to see your journey. Like, things like that, I think, are a good alternative. Yeah, I'm really amazed by your courage. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, one of the best compliments I've ever gotten. One of the few compliments I, like, held on to. Because, you know, you, like, you, you just reject compliments. Oh, yeah, you're you shit like, them right out. Yeah, you're like, no, I don't believe that. No, thank you. One of the nicest things that I remember, and I remember it because there was context to it. And there was evidence in it that I couldn't refute, which was from my friend, Vanessa, who kindly was like, you know, when we first met, you worked this job you hated. 
you were like dying for a creative project. You had your blog, you this. We didn't know each other very well. And now I see you doing this with your podcast and you like your job much more and you're working on this writing project. And she was pointing out things that like I couldn't argue with. And I was like, oh man, you're right. <laughs> that is so cool. And like now I almost believe you. It was really lovely. So I love the idea of giving context and, and, <laughs> proof in their hands. Yeah. I think specific compliments are typically better unless you're talking about like looks. Body parts. Right. I love the curvature of your butthole. Oh, God. Speaking of buttholes. Oh. So my cat. Okay. (laughs) Which one? uh, Roast Beast, the three-legged cat. Got it. So she had um, some issues. She w- she was um, she had a little some pee problems. Oh, so I took her into the vet and uh, and she's okay now. She's on antibiotics. She had a urine- she had a UTI. Oh man, I know, I right? Kind of was about to ask, like, was it a UTI? It was a UTI. So this is why, and I promise, this is going back to weirdly shaped buttholes. I promise. So uh, so Roasty, uh, so she's got three legs, and <laughs> she's old now. She's like thirteen. And she gets in the litter box, she'll plop her butt down on the litter, and so it'll bacteria oh, up there. So because I her, see. Because her back leg is weak. So now, for the rest of her life, I have to wash her ass once a week. Mama of the year. Thank you. She would do the same for you. No, she wouldn't. She would not? She would not do really? that. I would do the same. I would do the same. I'd wash your asshole. I'd wash your asshole. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you needed it, I would. Yeah. yeah I, I would figure out a way to make it a little less intimate. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't wash it with my bare hand. Yeah. Like, you use a hose. Exactly. <laughs> a fire hose. Yeah. I'll stand 50 feet back. Um, so, weird asshole. Please fire hose my asshole. <laughs> the strange anus comes in because the vet shaved her down. Because they were like, oh, oh this will be no. a lot. So, you got a new view. Oh, do I ever. <laughs> Got a real clear view of everything in there. And she puts it in your face, doesn't she? She does. Because that's what animals do. That's what having having a pet means having a butthole in your face. All the time. Butthole in the face hole. You know what you could do now? Hmm. What? Which? Because <laughs> it's like a real chunky haircut. Oh, I know. Lordy. It's not good. You, what could I do now? You could probably, if given the opportunity, pick your cat's butthole out of a lineup. I a thousand percent could. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. No, I could. And I could because, you know, being three legged, she's got kind of a half ass situation happening. Yeah, she does. Like, definitely part of her ass is missing. (laughs) Second question? Yeah, second question. Great. I have a cool, slightly older friend who has really helped me make a lot of inroads in my industry. And I am and have been really grateful for his help. But it's been years since I've needed his intervention. And I'm at a point now in my career where I feel like I've been grateful enough. Like he'll go to my art shows and tell stories about the time he introduced me to so-and-so or how he commissioned art from me and so on. At a certain point, I just feel like it's inappropriate to keep obliquely taking credit for the stuff I do. It feels like my dad is around talking about how he drove me to Little League while I'm right now playing Major League Baseball. I know he means well, and he wishes only continued success for me. But at a certain point, it's time to move on from when he sent me groceries five years ago. What can I do here while still being kind to a friend who helped me? I don't love being reminded of my hard times in public, especially when the event is focused on my art. Thanks. Oh, goodness. Goodness gracious. This is is sticky. This is, it is sticky. Sticky like a, like a cinnabon. Fun. That's the I one. was not going to say yeah, something gross. I know you weren't. Mm-mm. We would never do that. Not on this show. This is for families. So this is tricky. Yeah, This is tricky because it's kind of like a business friend. Yeah. It's it, not just a friend friend. It's a business friend. Like a, a networked contact. Oh, God. So one thing that we don't know from this question is how close they are otherwise. 
That's know? a really good point. We only know that they have a business relationship. Yeah. I feel like they have a little bit of interaction outside of it. Because I, I just feel like if they didn't hang out at all otherwise, this per- the asker would have mentioned it. And if they hang out all the time, this asker would have mentioned it. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it seems like they see each other a lot because of this industry event stuff. They must be like in the same industry. Yeah. So we're going to move forward with this question under that assumption just because it makes sense to us. I don't know how I feel about this yet, so I'm just going to talk through it. So one cool thing is that your friend or business friend, this person, wouldn't do this, announce your history, if they didn't feel proud of you and if they didn't like being associated with you. Absolutely. So that is cool to know. Yes. Something about your sparkle, they want a little bit of it. Yeah. So that's cool. And it's also like, I think, part and parcel of being the younger friend. Absolutely. It seems that he has enjoyed watching you grow over time. And I don't feel like it's necessarily an underhanded thing when he brings up the past. However, it doesn't matter because it makes you uncomfortable. Totally. I'm glad you mentioned underhanded because my least charitable interpretation of the situation is that this guy sucks and wants credit and wants to make power moves. Right. Which could be true. It could be true. It's something to like keep your eye on. And you'll probably know if that feels correct or doesn't feel correct. So just checking. I hope that's not what it is. I hope this person is just being a little awkward. I'm assuming that's what it is, but I don't think we should dismiss out of hand that like that they actually do kind of suck. Yeah, you know? they might suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and here's the thing about business friends is that like I would never suggest that you try to cut this person out because if they did help you in the past, I know this is very Slytherin. But you probably want to keep them in your business network. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you didn't give us egregious reasons why you should cut them out. Right. And there are plenty of reasons why you'd want to cut someone out right. of, of, as a business contact. But what this says to us is they make some social faux pas, or as I like to pronounce them, fox passes. Yes. That's and, the correct way. And, thank you. And it makes you feel kind of kind of bad. Like a baby. Like a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and this, ultimately, this is not your papa. It's not your real dad at all. You're not my real dad. I, I do. I am glad that they mentioned that I don't love being reminded of my hard times in public. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Who does? Especially when you're trying to, like, present your work or have an event. Like, right. Who wants to get knocked down a little bit? Not me. So, like, the least charitable understanding of that would be this person wants a piece of what you are now and wants to remind you and everybody else that he's part of your foundation. Yeah. The most charitable uh, interpretation of this, and to be honest, I think it's a little bit of A and B, is that this person really just loves your work and is proud of the fact that they know you and have been a part of your journey. I understand that instinct, too, because, like, my coworker, Maria started as an intern. And whenever I get the chance to talk about her in public, I mention that because I want to be like, look what an internship can do. And now she's like flourishing and she's amazing. So I want to show people like she was just an intern and now she's like my right hand at work. I'm definitely knocking her down (laughs) by being like, who hired you? It was me. (laughs) So I'm definitely giving myself some of the credit as I do that. So I understand why this person might have instincts to bring up the past because it makes them look and feel good. I still feel like that situation is different because you both still currently work together. That's true. You're still her boss. I'm still her boss. Yeah, yeah. we literally have, she's sitting right over there. Hi, Maria. When I worked at Cards Against Humanity, a gentleman named Tom worked under me. And Tom, like I took 
great pains to make sure that Tom knew how to do everything that I could do. And now he's like better than me at events, primarily because he likes being at events. Yeah. <laughs> that's key, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's wild. Um, so, but if I were to go up to Tom while he was running an event at like Gen Con or whatever, and I'd be like, this is my tiny son to whom I have taught everything I know. You know, and like sometimes that's a cute story to tell. Like, man, like Tom's really come along in the last few years or whatever. Um, that's nice. But being like, uh, this this looks like a, a job that I did back in the day. I or, totally see what you're that saying. That would be trashy. Yeah. You would respect the fact that it was Tom's event that night. Yeah. Yeah, you totally would. You'd, you'd let him fly his little wings. Man, I, and actually, I've got a pretty recent example. Um, uh, he and Alex put together this incredible um, exhibit at C2E2 with like a giant hot dog oh, and like so all this stuff. good. And like, and I was genuinely blown back about what he accomplished in his first event alone, you know? But I made sure that I only stayed there like a few minutes. Didn't want to get in his fucking hair because he was working. Totally, and like, totally. Don't make that shit about you. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly it. Don't make it about you. Acknowledge Acknowledge the relationship, acknowledge yes. the past, give it a little nod. But then, you know, it's not it's not in anyone's face. Man, I wonder how this could be worked out in the moment. Like I'm picturing this this young artist at their gallery exhibit and in comes fake Papa. And fake Papa's like, ah, this this guy right here, I remember and I sent him groceries. Yeah, ouch, by the way. Yeah, like it's a little the strange. Fuck? There's a huge difference, too, of being like, man, like, you've come so far. Or like, hey, remember that time I sent you groceries because you had no fucking money because you were an art student? Yeah, that's not cool. Man, and that's also part of it is like, dude, like, if he's saying something like, hey, you're doing great. Like, remember the past? Or, ah, this big shot, this big shot over here. Yeah. (laughs) I remember when he was just a little shot. (laughs) Mart Wow, that got better and better. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't is know. Is that what Mark happened. Wahlberg? I can't decide yeah. who your accent is. I think I was possessed by the ghost of Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg is dead. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. He astral projected into my body, and this is what happened. Look at this little shot. Now you're a big shot. You couldn't even afford your rent, you idiot. Guess what? I'm a millennial. I probably still can't afford my rent. Fair Thanks enough. a lot, jerk off. I wonder if this asker could make a distinction between things that are okay to say to me in public and things that are like, hey, that's actually pretty personal and painful. Please yeah. don't do that. But in the moment, that sucks because it shouldn't be your responsibility to like tame this person who's saying rude yeah. things. A lot of times we will wait for things to happen in the moment so you have an immediate example. Yes. But I don't know if this is one of those. I mean, do you have the kind of relationship where you can talk to this person and expect them to be reasonable? Right. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Life's not. never that easy. Yeah, people are generally unreasonable. Yeah, and they generally don't think about how they come off. At all. Ever. For any reason. Uh. But like, so let, let's even think about this foundationally. What is the best ideal scenario for your relationship? Do you just want him to go away? <laughs> like, really? That's legitimate. Or do you want your relationship to be, yeah, he'll show up at your galleries and like, oh, you'll go over there for some some tea or whatever, hang out with his dog, you know? Really think about what you want this to be. And then we'll figure out steps to take there to take you there. That's a really good idea. What do you what is your end goal here? Do you want him to just stop talking? <laughs> yeah. Because if you want him gone, all you have to say is, I feel like you're really patronizing to me. And if you can't be nice to me at my shows and stop bringing up, like, my poor past, then I I don't really don't want you here. Yeah, and that's totally reasonable. And then he won't talk to you again. Yeah, yeah. 
if you want this friendship to continue, and I feel like if you asked, you do. Yeah, that's a good sign. You wrote to us to ask how to salvage this. Like on some level. Yep. Then maybe it's a conversation that's something like, you guys are kicking back with a little whiskey or whatever. Juice. What do kids drink? Um, Juice, yeah. Juice. Yeah. (laughs) We don't know how old you are. (laughs) So you're having a legal beverage with this man, and uh, you're reminiscing about the past. Maybe you bring it up so that you can force the situation and have the conversation happen. Yeah, you could control the narrative here. Right. So you guys are chilling, hanging out, Max and Relax and all cool. And you say something like, I just wanted to mention, I'm really grateful for everything you've done over the years. I look back on my past and I know that you were an incredible influence and like really helped me get off the ground. But going forward, it's important for me to be seen as a professional and as somebody who is standing on their own. And I just, it's just not a good look for me. Like when you say things about like the time you brought me groceries, I don't want to be a dick. And again, I'm grateful for the things you've done. But if you could be a little bit cooler about it in public, that would be awesome. I think that's awesome, Trin. I like that you're specific. Like be specific about what's okay and what's not. Yes. Like are you, you're not saying, I don't want to be seen in public with you. Right. That's like, and their mind, they might think that immediately. They might be like, whoa, now you're brushing me off. Now you're too cool for me. Remember how this person thinks. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. But, and you should say like, it's not that I don't love seeing you at events, as long as that's true. Yeah. yeah. If that's true, you should say it. But you should say like, but it really bums me out when you bring up like the grocery thing. Like, can you not tell people that? Yeah. It bums me out. Like, list specifically what your boundaries are. And also list specifically how you want to be seen. Is it that you feel like you, you don't want people to see that you're like leaning on somebody else, you know, that you, are, you want to be seen as like your own business person or you want people to view who you are today rather as who you are in the past, you know? I just want to be very clear that there is no shame in taking help from friends who offer it. Or getting groceries delivered to you from a friend that you, when you need them. Totally okay. And it's cool to be the friend who sends the groceries if you're in the position to do that. Uh, But you're totally right. At a certain point, it's like you've been grateful and you're moving on. Uh, But if you say something like, you know, I I appreciate your support. I love seeing you at my shows. But this conversation is going to be off limits in public. That's totally acceptable. I hope they accept it. Yeah. And if they don't, then they're a dick. Then you've learned something very valuable, which is that you are only useful to them when you're useful to them. Yeah. And then that person is bad. Yeah. That sucks because you're not a utility. You're a person. Mm -hmm. You're a cool artist. You make cool art and do cool art things. That's awesome. Cool art boy. (laughs) So I want to think about a little bit more about why this person is treating the asker this way. And going back to, we were, we were talking about interns and Tom and Maria. When we had interns become full-time hires at Cards Against Humanity, I remember having conversations with them and, and some of our colleagues to make it clear, like, hey, they're not an intern anymore. And even though they're going to be the same person when they come on Monday, when they come as a full-time hire, we need to remember that they're not interns. So what does that look like? Obviously, that looks like more responsibility, healthcare, like all those, like all the paperwork is going to be different. But what's going to be different, like physically and in appearance and stuff, we're not going to ask them to now wear suits like but what is going to be different is they need to have a desk and we need to acknowledge that they have a desk here and a key so keep like those optics are important yeah in a business like it bums me out that this person isn't acknowledging the change right it's like if you have a business card with your name on it just be like look at my cool business card that has only my name on it right 
networking and business relationships like this feel a little gross to me because like you shouldn't have to have a desk to be respected oh, absolutely. <laughs> or anything like that. Like and I'm not interns saying, should yeah, be respected. Exactly. I, I feel you. I yeah. Do. Yeah. So like I don't I don't mean it like that. You have to signal that a new chapter is happening. Yeah, thank you. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Like you're, we're stepping out. Of, we're stepping into a new chapter now, where you don't need to talk to me like that. Right. You are making very clear, like, hey, I'm the papa now. I'm the daddy. I'm my but- own daddy. <laughs> Maybe you need to wear a tie and loafers <laughs> or sandals, open-toed shoes. Whatever dads dads love into. that. Yeah. Dads love falling asleep on the couch. With their sandals on. You need a, an apron that's just for grilling. <laughs> it says kiss the cook or whatever. And, or I like bacon. Oh, my God. Did you ever see that Henry made an apron? Our friend Henry, I don't know. He does a lot of stuff. On Zazzle. Yeah, Zazzle, Zazzle specifically. The website where you can just make whatever you want and sell it. <laughs> with words on it. He, he does this. I don't know how to explain it. It's Trin, a, continue. Well, so I don't know. I think his store is just t- awesome, like T-E-H awesome. Cause I'm going to go look at it yeah, right now. Please do. Because I, if I talk about it and like make the jokes on his shirts, I feel like we need to Henry, boost it. <laughs> his store is called Henry's Good Products. I <laughs> <laughs> hate Henry. Okay. It's good products for you to enjoy. Do the the apron with the chest hair on it. What does that say? Chest hair is the best hair. (laughs) (laughs) So it's an apron that's got a picture of chest hair on the chest. And then it says chest hair is the best hair. It's excellent. He bought it. He made that and bought it for his own father. Oh, no. That's amazing. He's also got a onesie here that says proud baby of a mom. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I think this is a magnet. That's a picture of, yeah, it's under Father's Day gifts. Picture of a magnet. The magnet has an armchair on it, and it says, can't wait to get back to this chair and watch my tasteful shows. <laughs> I, hate, I hate it. He was, I know he's got a mug with a horse on it that has yep. a bunch of horse questions. Yeah. What's that one say? I forgot. That one says, <laughs> drive them like a car, question mark. Where are they going? Where did they come from? Big muscular dogs. Horses. And there's another magnet that says, what's up with bugs? The oh, bugs this is amazing. It. Yeah. He's... You know, these are really good. Everybody, <laughs> this one just says, "Please don't teach my cat to smoke." <laughs> Woo. There's um, you know, everybody needs a creative hobby. Everyone has those like weird, weird friends. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say everyone has weird thoughts, <laughs> and sometimes they put those thoughts yeah. on magnets and sell them Everyone's on the internet. Everyone's got that one friend that you have to warn other friends about. Like he's got a Zazzle store. <laughs> God. Henry's on the D&D podcast. Yes, he Can is. Can I bump it? Yeah, of course. Henry plays a uh, paladin named Hargnar Beefbone. <laughs> 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 on our uh, our podcast, questquest.best, if you want to watch it. It's fine. Uh, long story short, your papa friend just needs your boundaries to be made clearer, which is always really difficult. And it you, sucks to do it. It does. And it sucks that it's your job. But if you want things to change and you want to have a better relationship with your friend going forward, it's time to signal that the relationship has changed. The dynamic has changed. You are not the little tiny son. I'm not the infant anymore. I'm, I'm not your baby. I'm not your baby. You don't need to put a pacifier in my mouth. Or a diaper on me. You don't need to change me anymore. Yeah. Stop burping me. Stop changing my diaper. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. So what's important is that you have a conversation. And um, again, counter to what we usually say, this is one of those that you, I don't think you should have in the moment simply because what you're asking is for him to not talk about this publicly and at your shows. So you probably want to talk about this before one of those is going to happen. And just say something very simple, something like, I'm grateful. I am glad that you are. You go to my shows. I'm so happy to have your support. So let's make sure that we keep our past together. You know, that that's a private thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know me very well, and I would really appreciate it if we kept some things between us between us. Yeah. I think that's totally reasonable. <laughs> I don't know if that voice was. Reasonable. Reasonable. <laughs> it's just like the AC turned on in the studio, and I'm just, like, feeling real good now. Yeah, I'm still pretty sweaty. Let's get out of here. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to follow us on the tweet tweets, you can at Do Friendship. If you would like to buy our garbage, you can at thefriendshippingstore.com. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing things. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing things. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing things. And thank you to Alex Cox, the podfather, for keeping the studio running. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. I'm getting warm. I'm too. I'm <laughs> overheated from laughing about cat anus.